It was supposed to be a four-day visit. It turned into a 445-day imprisonment. And if God had not intervened, he would have been there for the rest of his life. Hi, my name is Terence and I'm your host for Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. For today's review, I pick a book about a Christian who was imprisoned by ISIS and lived to tell the tale. There is a reason for picking this book. Last week, I watched boys fall from planes and girls scream behind airport fences. Later, I read this Gospel Coalition article by Mark Morris. I quote, I listened as an Afghan pastor spoke through tears about his friend, a faithful believer, whose village was taken by the Taliban three days earlier. This dear brother's 14-year-old daughter was ripped from his arms and forced into sexual servitude in what the Taliban would dub as quote-unquote marriage and her quote-unquote dutiful Islamic privilege and responsibility. End quote. I want my children to have an understanding, suitable for their age, of what is happening in the world. For the past few Sundays, my family would watch an episode of Torchlighters, it's a cartoon series featuring heroes of the faith. After Kabul fell, I chose the episode on Richard Wurmbrand. Richard Wurmbrand was a pastor in communist Romania. He was imprisoned for 14 years. Upon release, he wrote of his experience and started The Voice of the Martyrs, VOM for short, an organization that serves persecuted Christians around the world. Torchlighters, the cartoon series, is a part of VOM's work to shine a light on persecution. Today's book opens our eyes to persecution, the evil, the people, and the God who preserves the faithful. Today I review Imprisoned with Isis, Faith in the Face of Evil by Peter Yashek. Peter Yashek was the VOM man in charge of Africa who oversaw more than 300 projects all over Africa. In December 2015, Yasek was in Sudan at Khartoum Airport in a queue eagerly awaiting his uh, trip back home to Prague. Yasek writes, Just as I began to move, I felt someone tap me on the shoulder. Sudanese security, a man said in stern, broken English. Please come with us. End quote. What was supposed to be a four-day trip in Sudan became 445 days in its prisons. Imprisoned with ISIS tells Yashek's story in 223 pages, a book published in, in June 2020 by Salem Books. We are strangers to Sudan. Anticipating this, there is a short orientation prologue titled Sudan in a Time of Violent Islamization. I quote the first two paragraphs. While millions in Sudan have struggled to live through extreme poverty, famine, and political instability, those who follow Jesus Christ in a nation governed by Sharia law and Islamist leaders have long faced a much harsher existence. For three decades, the Sudanese government has targeted Christians, along with those who aren't ethnically Arab, for extermination. Since former President Omar Hassan al-Bashir rose to power in 1989 through a military coup and established a strict form of Islamic law throughout Sudan, his brutal regime intimidated, arrested, imprisoned, and tortured Christians. It also demolished and bombed church buildings, 
seeking to further Islamize the country. End quote. VOM was needed. That's why Yashek made a quick and what he thought would be a quiet visit. But there were imposters among the pastors. The Sudanese government were expecting him. They picked him up at the airport, interrogated him, and when Yashek refused to reveal VOM's work and its people, he was charged as a spy and a threat to the government. They then placed Yashek in an overcrowded prison cell. The cell was designed for one, but it housed six others. Describing how he got to know his cellmates, Yashek writes, We have no newspapers, someone said. What is new in the world? The first thing that came to mind was the November 13th terrorist attack in Paris, which had happened less than a month earlier. Through coordinated attacks in several places around the city, I explained, 129 people died. I added that ISIS had claimed responsibility for the suicide bombings and mass shootings. The room fell suddenly silent. Then, erupted with frenetic shouts of Allahu Akbar. I, I sucked in a quick, startled breath. My eyes widened. The men jumped up from the floor and embraced each other in jubilant hugs. They raised their arms in triumph and danced around our crowded cell, slapping each other on the back and smiling. I inched toward the closest wall, my hands becoming suddenly clammy. Beads of sweat rose on my upper lip and forehead and I tried not to shake. End quote. This moment gives the book its title, Imprisoned with Isis. It's not imprisoned by Isis, but with. The Bashir government had no love for Isis, seeing it as a threat to the state. Hence, we have this hellish incongruity of a VOM worker, a man who helps persecuted Christians, sleeping and eating together with six ISIS members and sympathizers, people who persecute and kill Christians. Keeping to their reputation, they persecuted Peter Yashek. Yashek describes one of his cellmates. I quote, The ISIS fighter bragged that he was among those who had beheaded 21 Egyptian Christians on the Libyan shore in February 2015, a videotape execution that had been viewed all over the world. I could kill anyone in seconds, he told me winding the fishing line around his hands almost mindlessly. If you were a Russian or an American, I would kill you on the spot. End quote. Let's take a step back and consider. What would you do, O Christian, in Yashek's situation? Run and hide? It's a confined space. There is nowhere to run or hide. Keep your head down. Make no waves. That sounds wise. I would do that. Would you consider it a ministry opportunity, a chance to present the gospel? When Yashak saw these ISIS militants praying to be released and returned to their families, he writes, In other countries like Egypt, I had met former Muslim extremists who had become believers. Seeing the vulnerability and humanity of these ISIS militants gave me hope and I decided to focus many of my prayers on asking Jesus Christ to reveal himself to them as Lord, Savior, and God. End quote. Knowing who these men were, Yashak still attempted to tell them of Jesus by sharing a testimony. Was he mad? 
not as mad as Isis. Their response to Yashik's testimony was chilling. Their cruelty, extreme. You can read all about it in his book. My reflection is this. Some say that evil is due to ignorance. After a lifetime of violence, the people just don't know what is right or wrong. Therefore, the solution to evil is education. We teach them what is right and wrong, and all will be right in the world. If you think that, then this Sudanese jail cell proves you wrong. Yashek's cellmates included a pharmacist. Some were highly educated, having gone to European universities. Education does not cure evil. It amplifies evil. Smartphones does not make evil obsolete. It just makes smarter criminals. In any case, Yashek was in no position to teach his cellmates anything. They were busy teaching Yashek what it means to suffer for Christ. In the face of such evil, how does Yashek respond? While all of us know Christ's command to stand firm, we can preach it, hear it, sing it, pray it, we are still surprised when a Christian actually does it. Yashek recalls as a youth coming back home to an empty house. He later finds out that his parents were taken in by the police for questioning. His father was a pastor in communist Czechoslovakia. His mother, a kindergarten teacher, refused to sign a pledge to teach her students atheistic communist ideology. His parents prepared Yashek to stand firm for Christ. His father gave him a book saying, This book will build your faith. That book was In God's Underground by Richard Wurmbrand. Many years later, no longer a youth, Yashet recalls, I was amazed at my prison experiences. My feelings and my theological understanding of so many passages of Scripture were so similar to those of Richard Wurmbrand, even though our situations differed in time and place. I was imprisoned in 2016 by the totalitarian government of Sudan. He was imprisoned decades earlier by the totalitarian government of communist Romania. But I felt an amazing connection to him in persecution. We shared a common bond, a common plight, a common Christ. End quote. And if Peter Yashek was encouraged by Richard Wurmbrand, we read that Richard Wurmbrand was encouraged by other Christians. In the book, Tortured for Christ, listen to this. The memory of other Christians emboldened Richard. He was no longer alone. In his solitude, he sat in the company of thousands of pastors throughout the ages who enjoyed the presence of Christ. A cloud of witnesses enveloped Richard, and before long, he felt the encouragement of their testimonies and triumphs. End quote. Richard Wurmbrand founded the Voice of the Martyrs to help persecuted Christians. Peter Yashik's work in VOM led him to know the story of many persecuted Christians, among them Monica and Danjuma Shankara from Nigeria, Haley Naizgi, Dr. Kiflu, and Kideni Wodu from Eritrea. Their stories and Wurmbrands built up Yashik's faith to stand up in the face of evil. And it will do so for you too. I mentioned Wurmbrand and his book a couple of times, so it's natural to ask the question, which book is better, 
Yasheng or Wombrands? Richard Wombrand is the more famous writer with the more famous story. His book has more heart-wrenching tragedies, more death-defying triumphs, more God-glorifying moments. I finished Tortured in Christ in one sitting, devouring it through tears till the wee hours of the night. I unhesitatingly recommend the book to all. So why would you or anyone want to read Peter Yashek's story, a quote-unquote lesser story? Because a Christian should not read persecution testimonies for entertainment nor for self-improvement. In this review, I argue we should read this genre less for ourselves, what I can gain, what I can learn, and really more for others. Let me explain. Imagine a boy comes back from school, his eyes black and blue, lips and nose trickling with blood, his clothes stink of urine. You are the younger brother or younger sister. Out of love, you sit beside your brother and wait for him to speak. And out of love, because he trusts you, he tells you how and why he was beaten up in school. As you listen, you don't evaluate the plot, structure or delivery. He is your brother and he is hurting. Because you love him, you share in his misery by listening to him. But you can't fix the problem. You are too small, too weak, too far away. But your father can. So you listen to your brother, you share in his suffering, and you bring your, your brother's case to your father. I read In Prison with Isis for the same reason I introduced Richard Wormbrand's story to my kids. I wanted their voices to be heard. Just as Yashek's father wanted to build his young son's faith up, I too wanted to build my children's faith up. And yes, along the way, my own faith was built up as well. When we hear the voices of the persecuted Christians, of the martyrs, our faith is built up. So to the question, which book should you read? Wormbrand or Yashek or perhaps some other book? Well, once you have the right attitude on how to read and receive the persecution testimony, the persecution gospel, you may want to read all of them, as many as you can. However, Yashek does offer one thing that Wormbrand does not. That is, immediacy or proximity to us. Wormbrand was arrested in 1948, Yashek in 2015. From Yashek, we learn that Christian persecution is not something from long ago. Lions in Colosseums or fires on stakes. In Sudan, they confiscated Yashek's laptop and camera. These are the tools of his trade, just as we too use laptop and cameras to do our jobs. More than 100,000 signed an online petition requesting the then-president Omar al-Bashir to release Yashek. Today, if you open up your browser, you can see, you can view that petition and other petitions like it. What happened to Yashek happened in our lifetime. Not your parents, not your grandparents, but our lifetime. What happened to Yashek still happens to believers around the world. Thus, the book Imprisoned with Isis is a call to action in our time. It is the time to pray. This book is soaked with prayer. Yashek prays. We learn from him how to pray in our day-to-day -day trials and tribulations. 
But there is a less obvious lesson that I want to draw from this book. As I mentioned earlier, I would like readers to adopt a listening posture to a suffering brother. Many suffer still. If you listen attentively to them, you will grow to care. And if you care, you will pray. You will pray for the persecuted Christians. On 27 August this year, Randy Alcorn posted a Q&A article from a source inside Afghanistan. One of the questions was, what can we do to help the believers? The answer is, literally the only thing they currently ask for is prayer. That's not strange or overtly spiritual. If they had a thin layer of protection and justice, it's now gone. Jesus is literally all they have left. The Christians are seeking ways to stay safe and to survive. We stand with them in their time of greatest need. End quote. A reasonable question to ask is, how does praying in the cushy comfort of our homes equal to standing with them in their time of greatest need? Yashek's book reminds us of a truth we know, but don't believe enough. In this passage that I'm about to read, the ISIS prisoners are viciously beating Yashek. Listen to this. Suddenly, for a fraction of a second, I saw Christ before my eyes as the Jewish religious police beat him on his head with a wooden stick after his arrest in Matthew 27.30. Lord, I prayed, you went this way ahead of me and were beaten, crucified, and even died for my sins. At once, I made a startling realization. I was aware that I was being ruthlessly beaten by my ISIS cellmates, but I did not feel the pain. I knew. The Lord was with me in the cell. I would later find out that God had called forth an army of prayer warriors on my behalf right at that very moment. But I didn't know that then. End quote. In a later chapter, we read of a Bible study group that his wife attends. I quote, One evening, the elder leading the Bible study group closed his Bible and told the others that the Holy Spirit was leading him to stop discussing their particular scripture passage and instead get on their knees to pray for me and the situation I found myself in at that very moment in my cell. The whole group dropped to their knees and began to declare the Lord's victory in the cell where I was. After they finished praying, the group peacefully returned home. End quote. God had called up an army of prayer warriors when Yashek needed prayer more than any other time in his life. Yashek reflects, This experience in prison taught me all over again the value of interceding for other Christians around the world. Like Aaron and her who held up the arms of Moses during battle, we must also support those who are struggling and suffering, those who are being persecuted right now, today, at this very moment. End quote. He concludes by saying, God's people must be a people of prayer. As I said, Christians know this truth, but we just don't believe it enough. We pray, but don't believe that it matters, because we don't see. Despite Yashek and many others before him testifying that your prayers and mine matter, despite God showing in his Bible that our prayers matter, when we don't pray as we should, as we must, are we not demonstrating unbelief? The monsters are real, and they are big. 
our brothers and sisters in Christ are so small. Who hears their cries? The voice of the martyrs. And they make our brothers' and sisters' voices heard. Every week, VOM Radio gives you a 25-minute update on what is happening to our brothers and sisters in North Korea, Afghanistan, China, and other parts of the world. On top of this, they just launched a VOM Radio Daily Minute, a daily 60-second program that I quote, offers powerful but brief stories of inspiring men and women who are willing to suffer rather than deny their faith in Christ. Their inspiring stories call listeners to prayer and offer encouragement for what God is doing around the world. End quote. You can find VOM Radio and VOM Radio Daily Minute in your favorite podcast players. The more we know of our suffering siblings, the more we care. The more we care, the more we pray. And the more we pray, the more we conform to God's calling for us. Oh, don't you remember? On the road to Damascus, Jesus said to that villain, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Jesus' heart is with the persecuted, and that's where our heart should be as well. Can a Christian who hears persecution testimonies remain uninterested or unaffected? Even as we read the books, watch the cartoons, or listen to the podcasts, be aware that many stories go untold. For now, it is my firm belief when we are in heaven, we will hear of their previously untold stories of faith in the face of evil. Thus, one way of thinking about it is, the testimonies we receive today is simply a foretaste of what we will receive abundantly in heaven. So let us glorify God today, knowing we will glorify God even more in that day as we listen to more of the stories. It is also my firm belief when we are in heaven that God will reveal how the prayers of the saints, your prayers and mine, achieve His purposes. Now, who here will be found lacking in faith because they did not pray? If all this Everything I said encourages you to build up your faith in the face of evil. Then, perhaps, imprisoned with ISIS, this book is an answered prayer to you. At the very least, it is an answered prayer to Yashek. In the book, he writes, If God ever released me from prison as Wormbrand was once released, I prayed He would also give me the courage to record my testimony so that others could come to know the love of Christ. End quote. Until I read this book, I never realized, because I never bothered to think about it, how dangerous was VOM's work. Since reading this book, I've committed to praying for the persecuted Christians around the world. I hope you will join me too. After today, I hope I have spurred you to know what is happening in the world so that you may care and pray, and thus conform to Christ's love. This is a Reading and Reader's Review of Imprisoned with Isis, Faith in the Face of Evil by Peter Yashek. Join me in two weeks' time for the next episode, where I'll review Faith Life's free book for September, Cultivating the Fruit of the Spirit, Growing in Christ's Likeness 
by Christopher J. H. Wright. And remember to tell all your friends and family of Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Thank you and God bless.